0: Welcome to the Torn and the Goblin, the Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm Gragthar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US.
1: And I'm Katie, playing your Goblin Resto Shaman on Earthen Ring US.
0: And today is December 8th, 2021. Yes. this is episode number
1: 138, I think.
0: Woo! If I'm counting right.
1: So, something along those lines. Something
0: along those lines. It's episode one. <laughs>
1: that one
0: yeah um so we were str- we, we were kind of we didn't really have a topic for tonight and then <laughs> thank the thank the podcast gods blizzard was like hey we're gonna release a cinematic and we're just gonna throw it out there so, so
1: beautiful i got way too excited when i saw it show up today i was like oh the, th- the thing so yes i felt like
0: because by all means this should have been encrypted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it felt to me like no, the the official logic, I think it was, was Taryn Gregory who tweeted this out. He basically said that this cinematic is important for what you're going to be playing on the PTR, therefore we wanted people to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is p- perfectly fine logic, but to me it felt more like maybe I don't know, I'm just speculating, like the 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 community has been very hard on the story yes this expansion i can't count the number of times i go into reddit and i am like oh let's see what somebody said about this thing here this you know whatever and i don't know it's like three or four you know posts down if that many uh where somebody starts throwing out the you know bad writing and everything and i'm just like i don't i don't think so I don't think it's bad writing. I think you're you, you may not like where the story's going, and I mean, I, I'll give them like maybe the jailer could have been developed a little. Like it's it's very clear that the jailer, like for as much as the jailer is supposed to sort of be like the ultimate bad guy, but behind like you know like a lot of the stuff that's happened, he obviously didn't exist back during Warcraft Three as right. much as they want to say like you know he was the cause for that stuff, which is fine. That's sometimes that's how. Stories develop, right? I, I I took personal offense. Somebody was like, "This is like lo- like the you know how Lost ended," and I'm like, "Ouch!" Because you know, I I I like the ending of Lost, which again, so maybe I'm not the person to talk about for you know quote unquote bad writing, right? Uh, because I I I, uh, I adhere to it too much. But uh, no, so so they 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 put this in Mega, and I felt like maybe they were putting this out there because this this feels like a direct like like this answers the questions I think everybody was expecting to get answered. It, yes. In the, at the in end the of the raid. Yes. That, because ultimately, you know, we have Sylvanas. There's two camps. Either you <laughs> want her redeemed or you want her dead.
1: I think she's honestly going to fall in the middle. I don't think she's going to be fall, fully redeemed, and I don't know that she's going to die for her crimes. I think, which, you know, she's just like an Illidan Storm Rage. Like, she's such an iconic character. It's like, how do you. Put her in the middle of these two really strong opinions, which you you can't. It's going to be really tough. And I'm like, I, I don't want to see her fully redeemed because I don't think she can be. Like, she should not be redeemed for what she did. And in the cinematic, we even see, I mean, the spoiler, you know, obviously, if you guys haven't seen it. But, like, the half of her soul that we talked about, Katie's like, we called it here first. Probably not first, but we called it that her soul was actually torn asunder, right? Like, her soul after being fused back with her other half, was like, I can't believe the atrocities I've done. I can't forgive this. This isn't something I would do. This goes against every principle I ever stood for. And you're like, yes. So that is speaking to the one side that's like, you know, she can't be forgiven. She can't even forgive herself. Right. Like, you know, and then the other side that's like, she should be redeemed. I'm like, that's what the cinematic is addressing. It's addressing both of those halves, I think, in a very complimentary ways, so we're actually watching her grapple with both of the camps like she's like i can't be redeemed and i you know like i can't forgive what i've done and you're like yeah you have to walk the middle uther talked about it too and you're like oh yeah man. didn't he say
0: like forgiveness may be impossible yep. but he's like he's like but right now that doesn't matter like doesn't- well, we'll- We'll deal with that later, presumably in the novel Sylvanas, which now the two sides, that image of like yep. Sylvanus, like split in, like that makes way much more sense. And like we, we, like, like I, I again, I saw on Reddit, like somebody said like, oh, like there was no foreshadowing oh for any God. of this. Like if there was, if there was no foreshadowing of this, how did we say, you know, like, cause I don't think I didn't say like, oh yeah. Like, you know, I fully expect 100% like they're going to unite Sylvanus's house, but we were asking like. If Uther got split, could Sylvanas have gotten split? Like, that was the direct implication from what happened to Uther. Yes. And that, correct me if I'm wrong, like, the Uther Shadowlands was like the first official lore of Shadowlands.
1: Yes. Like, I think that it was, was like the f- one of the right. first ones that came out, which was so compelling because, like, we actually got to see what happened to Uther in his final moments. I mean, like, we had the, the Warcraft 3, but we didn't have this gorgeous cinematic, right? Because the thing, again, like, just the. the The parallels, like we had one of Uther and of Sylvanas, of them going through not exactly the same thing because Uther wasn't made into a banshee like Sylvanas was, but like we got to see both of their souls being rended out of their body. And for Uther, we actually got to see it split because we followed him after that. We followed half of his soul after that, but for Sylvanas, like we know the half of her story that was chained to Azeroth. We don't know the half that was like sucked into Frostborn, right? So like. Oh, sorry! I get all excited, like with the lore no. implications.
0: Well, no, I—I th- I mean, I thought that was a powerful moment too, where Sylvanas is, is she's talking to Uther, and I guess at this point it's probably too late to say, but you should go watch the cinematic if you haven't already, mm-hmm. because obviously we're not—we're <laughs> just going right into it. Be. But. Um, no, but like, there's the one moment where Sylvanas is like, you, you can't understand what I'm talking about. And then Uther like splits in two to show like, no, like, no, like I literally get it. Like I'm probably one of the few people that do. And the thing too, one, I have to give credit to uh, another Reddit post that pointed out that we, uh, this expansion, we had Uther, Bluther, and now Toother.
1: Oh, that's actually hilarious um before we go further i will just for people that either haven't seen it or are unclear of the rundown i was going to give a very brief rundown of the cinematic um essentially it starts we see sylvanas is laying on the table and this is sylvanas after we see that she has kind of the same um light scarring that uther does which was in his cinematic yeah. that showed that he his so- his soul wasn't complete um mm-hmm.
0: So she she passed out yes. after Sanctum of Domination and apparently hasn't woken up since then. She's just been taking a very long nap.
1: Well, they actually kind of go on to explain that without saying anything if that makes sense cuz like everyone else is like, "Ah, oh, well, her, Silvana." So I'm like, uh, "You know, we're talking about the leaders like um uh oh gosh, um for dragon it took me a minute um yeah bolvar bolvar yep uh and uh like we have all the leaders there so we have like Jaina and Thrall and Bane, and they're all kind of like her so been evil and terrible and, and Uther's like well if she's our best hope actually i think that was um uh, bolvar that said that and i'm like yeah. yes
0: bolvar's the, bolvar's the only one on her side cuz everybody else is like screw her like, <laughs> like and to be fair bolvar has been sitting up in right, you know bolvar's been sitting up an ice crown he
1: he was attacked had to really by with, he, he was
0: attacked by her once, and even then, he knows like she was acting as a pawn of the jailer. Like right. she, like she, she didn't like the other guys. They all got like you know chained up and dragged into the Shadowlands by the uh, the Mossworn. Plus, they've been dealing with her BS going back to at least Legion, if you want to counter as War Chief, and really mm-hmm. since before that, in some capacity. I mean, Thrall at least Thrall at least can you know we we, we see how conflicted he is about Garrosh, but like. Yeah. She came into the horde under his watch. Yeah. So he's got to be like a little bit like, oh, I guess this is all my fault. I probably shouldn't have thought of the (laughs) forsaken. Rudy Thrall. Yeah. You know, Jaina clearly has no tolerance for it. And even Bane, because Bane's the first one. And usually Bane, you know, you expect sort of, uh, you know, sort of compassion.
1: Voice of reason, usually. Voice
0: of reason, right? And he's like, you know, maybe she shouldn't wake up. And you're just like, whoa. (laughs) Like Like, like when you've lost Bane. like, Okay. Like. Yeah, well, well, no. which to be fair, she should have lost Bane. Like he's not wrong.
1: No, it, I think like, after all he's gone through. Go ahead.
0: Right. No. No. They. I feel like they go out of their way in this to establish that Sylvanas is not being redeemed, that they are not simply going to move on from what she did. Now, Taronda's not there. Taronda's not there trying to, you know, lop off her head or anything. And she, she's dealing with her own business with the winter queen kind of getting over the, uh, the night warrior stuff. And she's got her own thing to move on from. But as far as these characters go, like they are like, that was even the whole point. That was like the one takeaway from coming out of, of sanctum of domination was that. It's like okay, like you know, we're we're gonna throw your soul back to you, and also I'm gonna leave you to be to deal with all the people that you have like screwed over repeatedly. Like now you're at their mercy.
1: Okay, so yes, yeah. Um, oh, no, so so yeah. Ahead. So they,
0: they do a very good job of uh, estab- establishing that they're not just like, oh, she's good now. She got the good half back, and and we'll get into the miss. I want to say it's like the 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 assumption that it's the good half because that's not what happened. She didn't get the good half back, but we'll get into that. But they're they're they're. I feel like they did. They were probably a little too heavy handed, but I think they needed to be heavy handed because even then, I feel like a lot of people in the community didn't get it. (laughs) They looked at this at the just like the overall like oh oh she got you know like you know when they get to the end and they're like oh she's she's good now and it's like no no that's not what happened here.
1: Well, that's not what happened here at all. To to finish the brief recap, Yes, yes. Uther notices that she has, I, I already said that the, the soul scarring and he grabs her hand and he's like, well, maybe like, I, it seems to be like, well, maybe I can communicate with her. And so he takes off his plate and then he takes her hand and puts it on his scar.
0: Well, no, first, first, I think he touches her.
1: Well, I think and so. He, he, yeah, s- briefly. He, see,
0: he sees, yeah, he sees kind of what's going on inside of her. That's
1: true. Oh, you're right. And, yes. And
0: it's, it's interesting because it's Sylvanas standing at the burning of Teldrassil. And so you have Sylvanas, the Banshee, standing where she's standing you know you know you know legs uh you know kind of apart in that pose in front of the burning tree and the ranger general sylvanas is kneeling in delarin's position next to her and they're yelling at each other arguing and you know and the ranger general is like you know you're you're terrible I i would never do this and you know the the banshee is like you know you don't you don't get it like this is this right. is bigger than us. this is about like life and death on a cosmic scale like of course we would do what we need to do you know and they're they're bickering and then you know so Uther kind of pulls back and he's like he's like, okay, like this is bad like he he severed their their bond and they're like basically he's doomed her to be in an eternal argument inside of her I get, her body I guess yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. What is even bodies at this point in the Shadowlands? <laughs>
1: um,
0: no, it basically, like he's locked her two halves of the soul together, and they're not, they're not united, they're not linked, and so it's, it's like there's two people inside her, and they're they're they until that gets resolved, she's not waking up. Right. And that's when when Baneer was like, well, well, fine, you know, if she's in a coma, let her stay in a coma. You know, we don't we don't need her anyway. And then Bolvar's like, but no, she's the only one who knows what the jailer's doing, and yeah, you know, we should you know would probably help us to have that information. And that's when Uther's like, okay, oh, he's like, I, I, you know, like I, I can do this. And so he picks up her hand and he puts it up to his wound. To I guess like if he kind of went into to see her, what was going on with her through the wound by pulling her hand up to him, he could pull her into his trauma.
1: Yes, I think and, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: So if you want to continue at that point.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it was it was uh, kind of brief, but like it, they they have an exchange, um, which. Pretty much, uh, we've kind of summarized in various parts, but essentially that's where we get the, the Bluther and toother uh, sort where um, Uther is speaking to Sylvanas and she's like, I can't, Sylvanas's, uh High Elf version, which, I, again, I know a lot of people on Reddit had opinions about this and I it similarly bothered me because her eyes do not glow and it is a well-known documented fact that High Elf's eyes glow blue.
0: Her eyes didn't glow? In Warbringers,
1: it didn't. I in know. I do. War... I remember that. I don't remember why they decided to change it. Um, like well, I, have accepted I, it as canon, but I'm like, why did they change that? Because well, they, they they glow a little bit. Not really, though. Not like tiny, not like they tiny. do in game, though. Like I know that uh, if you look at the Blood Elves uh, in game, their eyes don't glow as much anymore either, which bothers me because I liked their like beta. They're not beta, but they're like BC glowy eyes where they're very vibrant. Uh, Like (sighs) night elf eyes where their eyes literally like give off luminous light. Uh, Yeah. And I was like, I like that. That makes so much more sense for them. But uh, we won't go into that. That's probably a whole nother podcast in itself. Yes. But yes, as we said, like Uther goes in there and he's talking to the high elf uncorrupted uh, high ranger general a uh, version of sylvanas and she's talking about like i can't believe this is this I, I see someone wearing my my body and my skin and he's like actually so like the t is that's you and she's like wait what and he's like yeah so while you've been separated from your body the like part of fragmented your soul that was in your body has been doing pretty atrocious things and uh, the tldr is you kind of need to come to terms with that uh, <laughs> I'm doing a kind of a, I'm, I'm butchering it a little bit for time's sake, but, uh, well, go ahead.
0: Well, no, I was going to say, I th- there was a very good Reddit thread that actually kind of went over this and basically said, like, they split her soul, but they didn't, they didn't split it. Like, uh, like we're too quick. Cause again, you look at like, uh, the, 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 the was it sister is another word for always. Was that the story? Where, yes. Um, you know, and, and we're like, okay, like, uh, in that story, she's called courage. And so, like, oh, well, the jailer had her courage. Or, um, you know, we look at this and we're like, oh, no, like, the jailer got the good part and, like, you know, the banshee and what we've been dealing with is the bad. Like, no, no. Like, there's no parts to her. Like, you are what you are. Right. And when your soul gets cleaved, it cleaves all of it. Yes. So So, it literally, it's almost like, I want to say it's almost like a starfish. Like, you cut her in half and then now there's, like, two starfish. And-
1: Although- I, I feel like okay before we we go too far down that it it is interesting though, because if we layer the forsaken part on top of that um because forsaken by their nature, well, we know oh oh you look like you well, no no
0: I guess I guess go go but i'll, I'll have a rebuttal
1: okay I, that that's fine, and I know that she's technically a banshee, so she's a special case in all all things
0: not not even that she's a banshee, but she's she specifically that she was killed by frostborn, yes. And which is different. that's the, that's the link between her and Uther is they were both killed by Frostmore. Right. And uh, we don't, I don't think we know if Forsaken suffer the same splitting. I no, no, I, no, think no, can no. speculate.
1: I wasn't going to say that. I was talking more, I was going to talk more about her uh, emotional range, which I know we've covered in depth before, but like one of the yeah. things is like when she was initially split, like she could still be like a starfish. Right. But like, if you think about her forsaken or banshee side like parts of the starfish start to die or wither uh until like only the core part of the starfish is left and that's part of uh her nature as a banshee i think so like you right. know when we talk about her only being able to feel, feel very strong emotions and usually they're negative um that's kind of what i think of but but this other half of her is completely intact like it it, it hasn't lost any of that sense of pride or a righteousness or any of that so when it's refused to this starfish this other half of the starfish that's half dead if i'm going to keep using that analogy you know it's like a, it's a guest. it's like I, I don't even recognize my other half what what happened this is it's right. a monster this is this is not me i don't understand any of this like i don't know how you could have gone to any of these conclusions because this is not my other half just like your other half is just withered to the point where it's almost not recognizable and only leaving that little core bit that can fuse back to you.
0: Well, not even withered necessarily, but just the stuff that she's gone through. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like taking the starfish, splitting it, and then taking one of the starfish and just bashing the crap out of it with a hammer. Yeah, that's true. And then you're like, well, then okay, like this broken... Beaten, injured, you know, like
1: half dead you know, half dead, or like almost dead, you know,
0: necrotic starfish, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we're gonna sew them back together, like you know uh you know, like uh human centipede style, oh, and no. like why is it why why isn't this award. a functioning being now like why why is this broken like
1: <laughs> right well like, I think that's the thing a lot of players either like they they just don't consider that, or like you know they they are like, oh, well, if she fuses back together. You know, she's whole again. I'm like, that's it's not that simple. And we've seen that with Uther, too, Or Uther talks about that. Like, we, um, when he's in there with her, that's what he's telling her. He's like, you have to accept all the bad stuff. You can't accept that, you know, you can't forgive yourself for these things. I'm not expecting you to, right? Like, you don't need to seek forgiveness. You probably won't be forgiven in the future. You have to accept all these atrocities and just move forward because well, we need you.
0: And they do a great job of that because she says uh like like right after Uther basically like says that she says like but she did these things and then she's like I did these things and mm-hmm. you see her starting to accept that. And the other thing too is that the scene changes to that to her and Uther standing in front of the yes. Teldrassil. But now the Ranger General is standing right, we're so in honest. front of Teldrassil with her legs, you know, you know, legs in that stance looking at it. Now she's she's moved into the position of the Banshee because they're becoming one. She is yes. her in that position. She's not the innocence of Delerin you know, on the side. And it's, it's, it's fascinating because uh, again, uh, somebody on Reddit said something, it'd be like, imagine, you know, you, you, you fell asleep for a few years, you woke up and somebody took a, like a, you know, like took like a VC, like a, showed you a video of all these acts that you did that you have no memory of doing and they're all crimes and they're all terrible. I'm like, well, you did these, you have to accept it. And you're like, but I was, I didn't do that. Like, no, I was, I was asleep. Like, how? um Somebody also compared it to like Bucky, the winter soldier.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's another when, good one.
0: Uh, you, you know, when, uh, you know, Steve's like, uh, what is it? Like, you know, you, you that wasn't you. That was all like Hydra and everything. And he's like, no, it's like, I, I remember those. I did, I did that. And you know, it wasn't just, you know, even though he was under like mind control, he still, it was still right. him and he has to atone for that. And so it's, you know, it, it's fascinating from that perspective to think like, okay, like I'm, you know, if you, like, if you think of the Rager General character here, because effectively there are two Sylvanuses yes. here and they're not, you know, they're, they're kind of going to merge here, but they're still, it's going to be weird.
1: Well, and that's what we see with Uther is like, that's the thing that I thought was really powerful is we see that Uther still effectively has those two sections of his soul that can separate. Like we have. Yeah, he he'd do it at command. Yeah, he did. And I was like, I, that was one of those things to me, which is immensely important that I feel like is a a detail that's probably going to be overlooked, but I'm like, that is still telling me that the starfish, as much as we sewed it back together, is still two very separate pieces of starfish.
0: He did it inside of whatever like soul world it was. Like he didn't do it on the literal Shadowlands plane, but still. I don't think that matters.
1: I think like it's, it's representative of There are two of you in here and you must come to terms together. Like, I don't think they will fuse into one person, if that makes sense. I think there will always be those two, like, halves, but they work in tandem, if that makes sense. Like, they've accepted each other and they're essentially one, but there always will be two separations, if that makes sense. I don't know.
0: See, see, I wonder, because, like, I know I've I've compared souls to, like, jelly before, like, where it's like, they just kind of, like, leave little bits of it behind. And each one of those is kind of its own soul fragment in its own regard. But I wonder, like, if you get to a certain point of, like, soul mastery where you can literally just be like, okay, like, I'm just going to split my soul in two. Like, I can just – and it just works out that because, like, it's already been cut, like, there's already a dividing line there. Like, yeah, we're just going to go there. Like, oh, like perforated paper. Like, you just cut, al- you know, rip along the perforation and then, like, boom, now, you know, I'm the blue Uther with wings and I'm the, you know, regular Uther who's, you know, all about the light. I like to like, – I
1: was gonna say, I like to think of it more like a braid right like so say you have three pieces of twine that are different colors right in a normal person and this is kind of a bad example but in a normal person all of them are braided together but like say frostmourne comes into the mix it starts to unravel them and so they're they're all separate they can still be one entity but they're now you can start to see the separate threads that make up this this braid if that so makes sense
0: for frostmourne is like a comb
1: yes Sort of a really aggressive comb that destroys things.
0: <laughs> a comb that hungers. A
1: comb that hungers, or a scissors that cuts off the knot, so it's it, it unravels like time. Go. Yeah, we're not going to compare that to constructive death. I know, like we're, we're not, we're not even going to go into the whole wibbly wobbly thing because I don't even want right. to think about that. Um, but yeah, so like, I think like I don't know that like Uther in. The I don't want to call it the physical plane of death because that doesn't that's like kind of an injustice to whatever it is. But like in the plane of death where like Bane and Jaina and Thrall exist, he might not be able to separate his soul. But like internally, by taking Sylvanas to like I don't know if he took Sylvanas's shattered soul like into his soul or whatever. This this other plane where they can see each other, their sections can essentially separate out. And so far as like you can see them that they. they are still one, but they are still multiple at the same time. Uh, well, I think if they could
0: communicate on that level by, like, okay, I take your hand, I put it up to my wound, yeah. and I can, you know, bring you into me, or I can jump into you, and you know, it's like, like mind reading split.
1: almost a,
0: a little bit. Like, I wonder, could he? They like swap? Could like you send like part of Uther into Sylvanas, and then takes part of Sylvanas into Uther, and like now you've got like. Sylvanas and Uther like working together in these two bodies, like <laughs> that would to...
1: be crazy. Um, I mean, but they have actually, no, you know, I,
0: th- actually, I, I think that wouldn't work only because they would be fractured, right. like they would have to somehow merge. Because, like, we saw, like, with this fractured Sylvani, they don't merge, right? And she's stuck in the coma. So, I think if they tried that. Like, yeah, she could hang out in his body, but then, like, they'd all be in a coma. Like, I assume, like, Uther must have been, like, meditating or something. Yeah. Like, he couldn't – I don't think he fell over. Like, he lost that much unconsciousness. But, like, clearly he, like, was in deep in a trance when yes. he was holding her hand up there. Like, he wasn't also, like, sitting there, like, narrating for everybody else. And, and now we're on the farm in – uh where, where, where was that? In, Westfall? Uh, the Plague, plague Land. Oh,
1: yeah. 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 Westfall.
0: Yeah no no okay now now we're in front of Taldrasil and she she's I think she's getting it all right I think we might be good like well, it's it's funny because as I'm saying this I'm like holding my hands up to like where the wound <laughs> right
1: would be. right right like <laughs> dictating it um there is one more interesting thing to note about the cinematic uh, is at the very end like you know he's he's talking to her uh, and after you know after he's done talking to her you see him. In, in, I will call it the physical plane for a lack of a better term, uh, where again, Jaina and Thrall and Bane are all standing around and Bolvar. Uh, and he's standing there, and it's like maybe a 10 second sequence where we start to see the other characters fade away, which to yes. me, tries to communicate that a long passage of time has happened. So, like, it's it's Uther standing over Sylvanus's body where she's completely limp, right? And he's waiting to see what kind of choice she'll make. And to me, it's like this passage of time must be her... her two halves trying to, like, reconcile with each other in some fashion. Like, that doesn't mean that they forgive each other or they're agreeable. It's like, we we must come together to you know, like, overcome this horribleness and, like, maybe she's gonna, I mean, she's probably gonna need a lot of therapy, to be honest. Uh, who's like, you know, I I actually, I, that'd be hilarious if they have therapists in the afterlife, because I'm sure they need them. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, 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 I wonder about that, because normally I would agree with you, and I, I, if you listen to me over on Squad Goals, I talk all the time about all the characters in Mass Effect needing ma- mass amounts of therapy. Yes. But, um <laughs> No, but I, I feel like here, like, it's actually kind of an Easy decision for the Ranger General that, and I I say like it's easy in air quotes, but once you understand the situation, like, okay, like I got split in two. Mm -hmm. This one part of me went off, went through some terrible shit, and did some terrible shit as a result of that. And now I kind of have to come back and merge with her and babysit her and take responsibility for what she did. And if you think about Sylvanas, the Ranger General, because again, for this I go back to, I go back to the uh, the the Blood Elf Heritage Arbor. Yes. At the end of that quest line, I think you're at the Windrunner Spire, and Lorthamar is because this is like right before Sylvanas really. I I would say, actually, it's probably a little bit after that. Like, she's actually... This is when it's established, like, oh, no, she's a villain. She's the war chief, and she's a villain. And we all kind of need to rise up against her. And Lorthamar is still on the fence.
1: I mean, I don't want to say, like, understandably, but Lorthamar... Right, well, he
0: explains that. He says, like, look, he's like, like, you know, regardless of what she's doing now, it's like, she gave her all... In defense of Silvermoon, like she literally could not have given any more. Like that's the reason why she's the way she is now because she gave so much in the defense of Silvermoon. Yes. And so you think about like the kind of noble character that she was and how she understood like okay, like you know what what's important, what do I need to do, and and what am I willing to sacrifice for it? And if you everything. say to her like okay, like
1: sorry, I did my Gul'dan cool everything. It was it was terrible.
0: No, obligatory Gul'dan is always obligatory. <laughs> Go ahead. But no, but she, you know, like, I, I think if you, if you, like you, you say to her, like, look, like you're, you're kind of noble, like you're, you're into service. Like the service that you need to provide now is to take this, this, this demon, for lack of a better word, this, you know, banshee, but functionally this, this evil that has manifested. And yes, it's, it's part of you. It was part of you, you know, once. And, and it, it manifested from you. It's, it's sort of like, it's the worst version of you basically. yeah to take this and babysit it and nurture it to a degree. And I think like she, like that's what she's working through. That's what's taking her so long is that she is accepting. Like I need to take the responsibility for this. I need to combine this with me and I need to, even though I didn't do anything wrong, I did everything, what I was supposed to do. The only thing that I did did wrong was that I didn't, Defend successfully defend right. Silver Moon. I I I died I power defending Silvermoon slide. and I failed. <laughs> power right.
1: slided into Earth, this is Blade.
0: You know, so so yeah, maybe maybe you know you watched one too many rock videos when you were a kid.
1: I mean it was a pretty beautiful power slide to be fair. Yes. Ten out of ten would watch again.
0: Yeah, if if you're gonna go out, that's the power slide you want to go out.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to it die It wasn't some
0: weak little like, I oh, just uh, you got a little bit of a no, you you had good distance there. But So I think, like, to a degree, like, she, I mean, is she going to be happy about it? Could she talk to a therapist about it? I'm sure. But I think to a degree, like, she has to be at peace with it for this to work. Yes. Like, and she has to understand. And I think she's of a noble enough stature to do that.
1: I mean. Whereas,
0: like, the the other Sylvanas, she needs all the therapy in the world. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I was going to say, it'd be really interesting if the new Sylvanas book covers a lot of that time that the two souls spent talking. Like, because... What what seems like, you know, maybe a couple of hours to us could feel like centuries talking out what happened with the two halves of her soul. Like, how weird would that be? Just sitting there, like, trying to, I don't know, hammer out like, OK, so you did horrible things and you're my other half, but we're the same person. It's like, you know, like. I just imagine them sitting there on the shores on a, like a you know burned teldrassil log and watching teldrassil burn in the distance like okay let's let's sit here and reconcile cuz this this is bad and bad things have happened and like I feel like her like like you're saying her her ranger general self is so dedicated to having a duty like this this is like I think to her it's like my duty to fix this uh and get past it whether or not i accept that it happened we need to move on because there are more important things to do, like save the world. Um, Go ahead.
0: It's kind of funny because her whole, her whole thing is the Banshee was I want to create a system where people have choice in what they do. And you could argue like, yes, like the Ranger General Sylvanas has a choice. She could very easily refuse to unite with the other Sylvanas and then they're just stuck in a coma Mm. going forward. Yeah, she i mean I she mean, does technically, have that choice
1: but she feels more ob- yes. oh, i think she feels more obliged
0: right no but fundamentally she's forced into this yeah. that this like th- she does not have a choice like this is like you know she didn't go through the arbiter and she didn't get shoved into an afterlife right but this is the afterlife that was thrust upon her and she has no no say in that matter is that either she's she's stuck inside a, a comatose body with like you know as I said, the the worst version of her or they fuse. And at least she has some sort of free will and, and cognizance out in the shadow lands. Maybe she'll come back to the real world. I mean, technically she never well, technically the undead banshee She never died. Right. Like she should be able to come back to Azeroth with us when all this is done.
1: That's what I understand. Like, her physical form never died. I believe she crossed over into the afterlife as a physical being, like like again, Bane and Thrall and Bolvar and all of our player characters did. So I think, and and part of me's like, are we gonna start like a, a Forsaken support group? Because now we have like Kalia and um Oh, why can't I remember uh, Jaina's brother and like we're- Derek, Derek. Thank you. Yeah. Derek Proudmore. Uh, And then we have like Lillian Voss, like oh, it's just all these people that are like, yeah, we've gone through some pretty horrible stuff. And we all like kind of come back to life in this really on un- like weird unreconcilable way. And like Sylvanas, everyone be like, oh my gosh, that's the, that's the lady that burned the tree and murdered all these people. And she's like, so uh, when we were doing this little field trip to the afterlife, Uh, I found my other half of my soul, and, uh, I'm starting over, and everyone's like, is she gonna stab us? Like, (laughs) I don't know, I just, like, we're starting to amass this collection, and I don't want this to sound demeaning anyway, but we're this, like, collection of misfit forsakens, and I love that, because I think their lore is so underrated and underutilized, Especially, like, talking about fractured souls like we have with Uther and, um, I almost said Jaina, sorry, Uther and Sylvanas. Uh, and it's like, we're starting to see a lot of differences, like, again, bringing up Kalia, who <clears throat> I still have problems with, and I think she's a Mary Suit character, and that is my little grumble on the side here. But, you know, we're starting to see these characters that have had their souls altered in different ways or like have been resurrected in ways that are the the quote unquote non-traditional, like what we're used to is just straight necromancy or what have you. Uh And so this is like, to me is very exciting because we're starting to get into this big gray area of how, how souls can either be refused together or like, you know, the idea that your, your souls have to come together, your pieces, if you have them have to come together before you can reawaken. Like, cause otherwise they're just like, Uther even said this while he was inside of the quote-unquote mindscape with Sylvanas. He's like, if you're two sides, if you can't reconcile, you will never wake up. And the jailer intended for that. He he yeah. believed that you would not be strong enough to reconcile with all the horrible things your other side has done, but that you would stay like this. And I believe that I'm you not, can do it.
0: I'm not going to say that, that like Uther's necessarily wrong there, but that is some classic... I know you're better
1: than this. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty much. I know
0: you can do this. He said you're weak, but no, because like I had a, well, when I was in like high school, there was a, a a report that we were supposed to do and I was like, oh, I'll just get the cliff notes or whatever. And then like the, the, that day, like the teacher was like, I know some of you are planning on getting the cliff notes, but I know you're better than that. And I was like, he's right. I am better yeah. than that. And so like, I, I, you know, and I want I didn't use the cliff notes I did fine on the project, but like, yeah, probably in hindsight. I probably would have been better off with the cliff notes. Cause like, it really didn't matter. It's right, not like it right. d- changed my life to do that report properly, but um, no, at the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, you you can motivate people by telling them, like he said, you were going to do this and, and you know, y- you were going to, you know, you're going to fall prey to that. And so I think that helps play into her, her pride a little bit, but it makes her, you know, it, I think it also helps her then, uh, you know, unite.
1: Yeah. And that, what's interesting is, at least as far as I can recall, Uther and Sylvanas have never met each other. Like, I'm sure they've heard of each no, other, it, but they, they never crossed that's what crossed was interesting, in too,
0: them. about this. Like, it, this is all, like, like I know, like, a lot of people like to joke about, uh, oh, like, you know, this is all wrapping up stuff from Warcraft 3, even though, like, the Jailer, like, the Jailer mm-hmm. was not a thing back in Warcraft 3. I mean, like, okay.
1: It, it's, it's like fair. 25 years of real lore. Get over right. it. You have to do some fluctuations. But,
0: but still, like... I mean, like, these are two Warcraft 3 characters. Yeah. Like, they're standing on the pl- the playlands from Warcraft 3. Yes. Like, this is very much tying back to all of that. Like, this is... I mean, you know, you, you can say, like, okay, like, you know, I, I think the, the one thing is, like, everybody's like, oh, like, the Jailer is supposed to be, like, their Thanos or whatever. And and, and eh, I think that of. that might be a little bit strong of a statement. But, yeah. like, they... Well, my favorite thing, somebody... Somebody on Reddit again to keep going back to Reddit because it makes me want to throw my phone into the sun.
1: Um, (laughs) A very fair statement.
0: No, but somebody on there posted a a video of uh, a much younger Chris Metzen back in 2008 talking about how like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, we wanted to show like, uh, you know, how the Lich King is, you know, like involved with your player. So like, you know, he's going to show up all throughout these quests and they're like, yeah, like look, they knew what they were doing back in 2008 and like the jailer doesn't show up at all now. And it's like, yeah, You know, they they felt that they overused him in 2008, right? Like, they did it too much. <laughs> like right. the, the problem then is that, like, he would show up and, like, he was ineffectual. Because, like, obviously, as you're questing, you need to continue. It's not like he kills you, you know, in, uh, like, Zoldrak or wherever you see him. Well,
1: it's kind of like so, a, a Batman villain. It's like, I am here yeah. to, like, interfere. And then, like, whoosh, I am gone. And you're like, what was the, like, to be fair. I want to preface that by saying there are points in which when you're questing in Northrend where it's, it feels really impactual. You're like, holy crap, that's the Lich King. Like, he has come just to taunt me. Um, and, but, you know, if he shows up too often, you're like, well, why don't you just, you know, smite me, all-powerful oh, Lich King. Like, if I'm a such a thorn in your side, and I'm like, I can't imagine this is just sheer arrogance. Like, I don't know. No, it's,
0: it's like at some point you walk up to him and you, like, you know, pull, like, the, the point of Frostmourne up to your chest and be like, stab me and it's like because you can't
1: <laughs> yeah because you can't i am plot armor
0: <laughs> yeah exactly no and and it's i mean i'm i'm not gonna say like they could have they you know they couldn't have sprinkled the jailer in some of the questing a little bit more i mean there's room for that you can discuss what is the right amount of jailer or arthas to be given in a given expansion there's room to talk about that but I mean, one to sit there and say like, Oh, they knew exactly what they were doing in 2008. They did not no. no. This, is, this is, this is, this is art and there's a million ways to do this and they're figuring it out. They're always going to be figuring it out as they go along, even for as much as they've been doing it, because it, if they come up with the perfect formula, it's going to get old and they're going to have to change it.
1: Well, and to be fair, I actually think overall, they've done a good job with the jailer. And again, I haven't played all of uh n- nine one five um the Shadowlands. like i've missed some of it to be fair but i thought they've done a good job making the jailer seem kind of distant and disinterested because in a way to me that that communicates that he, we are not a threat to him he's like like you're kind of a thorn in my side but also i just don't care like my my plans are too grand and you don't matter enough like uh, like when we um, uh, you know we ultimately attack his citadel, and we, we kind of take over. He, he still escapes at the end, and he's like, yeah, F you guys, like, I'm out. Like, you didn't prevent me from doing any of the things I wanted to do. Uh, so when people are like, oh, he could have been more present, I'm like, yes. But, like, you know, when you you gain, um it's not Torghast, uh, when you gain stacks in um the Maw, right, like, I believe he has a couple lines of dialogue every now and again, like, if you uh, are too well-renowned or, like, they they have, like, his minions kind of attack you, but I don't know. In, in a way, like him being more distant and not up in your face like the Lich King was, it's like he feels like this is less personal. He, like He's like, whatever, mawwalker Walker, I could care less. Like, you are just a flea on the back of like, you know, a much bigger plot. Uh, In a way, I think that almost gives him a better character arc because he's more mysterious and like less in your face than the Lich King is. Now, Granted, the Lich King had a lot of character development because we watched him go from nothing to the Lich King. So, like, that's right. that's very personal because we went yeah. on that journey with Arthas, with the Jailer. And, like, I, I would compare him to Deathwing, but that's not even a good comparison. Because Deathwing, like, some people have read the books, like, obviously, Nick, you and I have, uh, where we see Deathwing's transformation from Nultharian, uh to you know, Deathwing himself, this crazy, mad Earth aspect. Um, But, like, to a lot of people, they're like, well, okay, we're just fighting this giant, crazy magma dragon. Like, I guess, like, where was the lead-up to this? And you're like, it was in the books that nobody read. Um, So, like, you know, he, he had his own lore, but in a lot of ways, like, he was only a hype to people who knew who he was. And I feel like the Jailer is similar to that where it's like we we didn't have a lot of lead up to the jailer there were a lot of signs that kind of like hinted that he existed in some capacity or there was some you know alternate force that existed that we didn't know about uh but i feel like this is kind of the way that we get to explore him
0: well i think the problem with the the jailer is that for the magnitude of character they want, they needed to introduce him back in like mists yeah. or something.
1: It like, kind of feels like a him, one
0: and done. Like, like kind of like they did with N'Zoth. Like, yeah. and I think that's the problem is that if you swap the jailer in Nazoth, where if you have the jailer show up as the big bad of BFA out of nowhere and we get like one ha- patch where it's like, oh, we're dealing with Jailer stuff. And then that's it. That's the big finale. And then you move into Shadowlands, which I, I guess if you almost basically sw- switch it to where it's like you find out that the last patch of BFA is Shadowlands. And we're going to deal with the Jailer character who's been behind Sylvanas. Like that would kind of work from the in the, in the context of, okay, like, uh, you know, like, because like we're, we've been kind of dealing with Sylvanas the whole expansion. So it's like, oh, this is the guy that was behind her. Mm-hmm. Okay, we take her out. We take him out everything's good and then we move into the next expansion instead of it being shadowlands it would be like nihilotha and all of the the old god stuff that's been built up over years yeah. i think if you do it that way i think people would have been a little more okay with it I, uh, the problem is like that like they're trying to like the jailer they're rushing the jailer because like we didn't even know he existed until until shadowlands was announced right and we saw that mysterious character shrouded in the announced video
1: like um I I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel like the best character, for example, that they've done this with is Gul'dan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I love Gul'dan. Anyone that's listened to this podcast knows how much I love Gul'dan as a character. But like, for Warlords of Draenor, you are almost immediately introduced to Gul'dan, right? Like, you come out of the Dark Portal, and you start severing the bonds, and you find Gul'dan, and you release him. And the second you do, if you know who Gul'dan is, if you have even any inkling, if the name sounds familiar... You sit there and go, "Gosh, I feel like I've just done something really bad. That's going to come and bite me in the butt." And it does an expansion later. Like that was the kind well, no, of it,
0: it does it does that expansion. It, that it does, it, that expansion,
1: it, it, but also like the, the the finale is an expansion later in Legion, yes. right? When you yes. actually get to confront Gul'dan. Um yes. but that's what I mean. Like,
0: and what zone of, is, is is that confrontation in?
1: Uh, that's in the the broken broken chart, right? Like
0: the, the no, we, that's in the Nighthold, which oh, the is Night-
1: in uh, Surabar.
0: Which we still have to talk yeah,
1: about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right, it's Surabar. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was the... Is it not the Broken Shore? Maybe it's after.
0: No, Nighthold. Well, Nighthold, it kind of has... There's that broken bridge between that and the Broken... Like, it's right there, but it's uh, No, it's I thought on, that the
1: Nighthold's final boss was um, Elison, isn't it? Or is it Gul'dan? Because I thought the, like well, No, my whole
0: final boss is Gul'dan. Like, Elisand's, like, right before that. Because you, oh. you fight Gul'dan up on the... Yeah,
1: on the top of up the... Up on the top okay. with the, the okay. Eye of
0: Amon Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Maybe you're right then. Uh, for some reason, I thought he was on the Broken Shore. Um, It shows you how... Close. it's close. It's been a while since I've done those raids, to be yeah, fair. It's been, um, it's been about five years. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's it's like I, you know, only do the first three bosses for transmog farming. What? Um, <laughs> All of that aside um i i agree though like what's interesting if we think about it and i don't mean to go too far down this rabbit hole but like we've seen a lot of things teased over the years like even in mists of pandaria wrath of the legion was uh was teased or legion was teased right um because they were talking about like a Uh, prince rathion was like ah, yes like i have this prophecy with the legion and then warlords of draenor came out of nowhere it felt like and people were like what the f is this we were expecting the legion uh and that came a whole expansion after that so like in a way they they led they had those breadcrumbs and we've been seeing little pockets of old god stuff i think even like in legion we had some of it not not a lot but like it wasn't a surprise when we started to see more of it in BFA and be like, oh, that looks pretty sketchy. Like, that's more Old God stuff and it's popping up more and more. Um, and I, I would have, honestly, I know we've talked about it. Again, in depth, I would have loved an Old God expansion. Probably would have hated the color purple by the end. But, uh, yeah. I still think,
0: See, I think we could still get an Old God expansion at some point. Like, just because we killed killed and like air quotes I, yeah, and I, off. I mean who knows dead. Like, I mean there, there's there's room for them to play with that in the future and obviously obviously the fact that even like Gul'dan came back mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they you know they they have ways and means of pulling anybody back to become a threat when you know when they choose I mean that's not
1: well we still have a giant sword sticking out of the planet we haven't done anything with like we've like oh we've sealed it and no one can see the air quotes that I'm doing but like you know, like, what if all of the old gods simultaneously reawaken as much as we've, like, put them to sleep or killed them? You know, I
0: don't know. I, all I'm, all I'm going to say is, like, I read some of the uh, information about the final raid. And I'm just going to say, like, let's hold off on any kind of speculation for what's coming there. Because there's. There, it, 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 it there are some interesting theories about what could be happening with respect to like Azeroth being a world soul and all of the trauma that it's undergoing. Yeah. Um, And how it it almost feels like to a degree, like they're turning Azeroth into the next Medan, if that makes any kind of sense. Oh
1: Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me.
0: Uh, Which I, but you know, at least that would work because it's in the game.
1: (laughs) That's true. Well, and that's one of those things that I think people can get upset about where it's like, I, I know we talk about this a lot, but it's like, this is, it, whatever the developers choose to show us is canon, and it's like, we don't, as much as people like to nitpick on it, it's like, this is, this is the truth of the world, right? Like, as much as a lot of times they'll lead us down false positives, like, uh, with all of the, like, the whispers, right, of the old gods, like, the, you know, the, the, what is it, the Diamond King is a pawn, and, like. In, you know, we had all those first, but those were all canonical. Like, people being like, oh, I can't accept that XYZ happened or whatever. It's like, no, it happened. And now it's kind of, like, room for us to find interpretation if they're not being super clear, which I think is what we like to do. This is why we're here. We have fun with it. Like, interpret- interpreting the cinematic that we just had, right? it's like, so many layers deep it's more deep than you know the the surface level especially if you know the characters
0: when you get the chance i don't i'm gonna assume you haven't seen this um and even then i i saw it but i haven't looked at it to think about it but uh one of the bosses in uh the sepulchre of the first ones mm. is the oracle uh-huh. and uh-huh. the oracle says a bunch of stuff and i think they say it in the 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 translated language and i think you have to like decode it Uh but it's all been data mined yeah i'm sure it has you can read what the oracle says and it's very much of the uh like of the ilganoth vein of obtuse comments that could mean something if you really want to overanalyze them and that's right up our alley
1: i mean yes i actually haven't i mean again because i tend not to look at the data mine stuff because i love Uh, When it goes live, and I love that surprise because you know, you know. I want to take. uh, Here's the thing,
0: because I don't think any it's it would come as news to anyone that like Final Fantasy 14 is very popular right now. They've got Mm -hmm. their Endwalker expansion going on, and everybody over there is super excited about that. And somebody pointed out that they don't do a PTR, they don't do a beta Mm -hmm. for like all their story stuff is under wraps until launch of the expansion Mm -hmm. and i can't help but think like blizzard should try that like okay on the one hand we wouldn't be talking about the sylvana cinematic right now because if there was no ptr we wouldn't have the cinematic to talk about but on the other hand the problem especially in shadowlands like you, you know is that given the nature of this expansion and how sporadic updates have been that you know, like, like back in Legion, everything was coming quick enough that you won't, you didn't have time. Like by the time we'd record an episode and then it would go up like a week later, like it would be live on already. Like it was that, you know, like it was, it, you know, things were moving. It was, it was, it was snappy here. There's so such a delay between everything. And for good reason, I'm, you know, I'm not saying like, Oh, Blizzard, you, know, you get your, your shit together with COVID and whatnot. Like, no, no. Like, they, they, you know they need to do what they need to do. Obviously, they've got other fish to fry with the the, the lawsuit and stuff. So I'm, I'm I'm not begrudging them necessarily, but the problem is that they released this stuff like they put all this stuff on the PTR now. They they I, like I said earlier, like I felt like they kind of had to put this cinematic out now because. It's you know like we were ready for the next piece of information. It would have been nice if maybe they had couched it like, oh, we're gonna put out the instead of just saying like, oh, like you need to know this because it's relevant to what's gonna be on the PTR. Like they should have presented it as like, oh, here's your your patch trailer, um, and then it could have been in the same vein as like Malfurion and Teronda, you know, beating up the the horde caravan in in. Uh, oh, that was in, so cool. Uh, was it Darkshore? Yeah, that was or, like eight. Uh, what was it? Eight one
1: or
0: eight two? Eight two. I think
1: it was eight two. I. Th-
0: yeah, I know. Maybe it was eight. I one.
1: think it was actually no. I retract that. Eight, I think it was two, eight one.
0: Eight two was Mechagon. Yeah, and, yeah, It was eight one. It and, was and Ashara. So yeah,
1: Dark Shore was so cool. Um, yes. but yeah, so like some of the things, and this is me. Uh, I think this is all um hypothetical So this isn't any like specific truths. But uh, I believe one of the ways how, like, Warcraft and Final Fantasy are different, if we want to think about that, is, like, Warcraft has this pre-expectation of betas, um, and since the story is so integrated, like, and I I don't want to say, like, it has more than Final Fantasy, because they're, they're, they're very different games. They're similar, and they're also completely different. I've played both. Um, and it's it's kind of hard to explain, but, like, I think the way that Warcraft does it, it's like, uh, and we've we've seen it on a lot of the PTRs when they actually, like, separate out the videos or they don't purposefully include things, but it's, it's hard to take out, like, dialogue and that sort of thing. Uh, and honestly, one of the things that I like about Warcraft, and I actually, you know, I know people uh, have known that I've been playing Genshin Impact, I think it's actually the data mining to some extent is important because it generates hype for what's coming, like, to some extent, things get ruined, and I always feel bad about that. There's always guilt, uh, for me that like you know people's hard uh, work has been spoiled to an extent. But they can also hide things behind a veil. Like I remember, uh, like some of the the beginnings of the, like uh, I think BFA, like the the fight for Lorderon, Like a lot of the cinematics were hidden because I was on the beta for that, and I was like, oh well, we don't know what's happening, but we can still kind of play through pieces, um. And so, like, I think they did a good job there, because it was still a new experience once you actually got to try it, but it still gives players the ability to go through and test things, because, if we're going to be honest, this game is massive. Like, you know, as far as, like, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Blizzard shouldn't have betas, and I'm like, you can't, at this point, the game is 17 years old, it just celebrated its 17th anniversary, you can't take away those expectations from people, and taking... Like giving them half of a game, like trying, trying to gut all of that. It's like, it, in some ways it's not worth it. I don't think so. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm not saying it wouldn't be without logistical problems that would then need to be addressed. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I think that you're, you're trading one problem. And like you said, like some, sometimes the data mining does generate hype. Sometimes it's not always negative. Uh, I think the problem right now is that the community is just so
1: on fire, just, <laughs> just so on unf- fire, yeah.
0: It, it it it's not helping, and you can't put out. You know, like I don't know what the solution is to putting out the fire, um, but it it feels, and it could just be again, like I'm, you know, going on Reddit. Like that's not, you're not yeah. going to get any good impressions coming off Reddit. Yeah. No. But uh, I I I'm trying to think, like, what could what could Blizzard do to help themselves? And and I mean, ultimately, what Blizzard could do is help themselves is put out a steady pace of story. On a regular basis, you know, even like biweekly or something. Which I mean, you know, what what could Blizzard do to help themselves? Like, you know, something that's impossible. It's like, oh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to eat for dinner if I had, you know, like, uh, you know, if I had like fifty dollars or whatever that I didn't need, I'd just be like, oh, I'm just going to buy whatever. Like, I'll order a Doordash and they'll be here, and I'll, you know, like, you know, yeah, like a pie in the sky solution doesn't help. <laughs> but yeah, my point is more so that the people the people in the community that are on fire the most have no concern for understanding that. Yes. Which is unfortunate. (laughs) You know, it's, they're just, I want my, I want my game. I want it to be good and I want it now. And there's no actual concern for what's going on. I mean, that's why I always couch a lot of my criticism of shadowlands behind like, look, like obviously there's a lot of other stuff going on. There's been a lot of stuff, you know, like, and I'm not just talking about like, you know, like basically like the pandemic, You know, I mean. Also, now company
1: internal stuff,
0: right? And so, it's it's hard to sit there and say like, oh, well, you know, why isn't Shadowlands better? Like Shadow, you know, Shadowlands is is is, it is what it is, and there's other stuff going on that everybody needs to worry about. And so, just you know, don't you know? And I'm not saying like don't be critical, like you know, there, but don't also expect the sky when like. You know, these are people working on the games. It's, it's, you know, you got to give them a little bit of leeway and a little bit of credit. Like, they're, they're, you know, they're doing the best that they can. And frankly, I think they're doing a very good job of what they can.
1: Like like, This is the thing that bothers me is people have these massive issues with the game. I'm like, hold on, guys, take a step back. Let's look at Rivendrath. Let's look at, like, you know, the uh, Maldraxxus. Let's look at the zones. Like, these zones are incredible. I love them. I love the characters. Like, every zone I went through... For the most part. I mean, like, to me, I don't want to say Bastion felt lackluster, because it just, to me, wasn't as exciting as, like, Rivendreth, right? I love Rivendreth, and I'm not saying that the characters in Bastion weren't compelling. They were. But, like, I have some of my favorite zones, and I'm like, it's it's like BFA all over again. Like, the thing I always have to laugh is every time we move on to a new expansion, the people that are bellyaching about the current expansion... Are you then being like, oh, remember back in, like, you know, BFA when, you know, this was so good? I'm like, you guys said you hated BFA. I loved BFA with a passion of a million suns. I thought it was a fantastic expansion. Like, it, it was a little bit different as far as how the story was told. And again, we've covered that in depth. But... It was a great expansion. Like, just look at the storytelling. Look at the characters. Look at the new characters. Talanji, my princess, my queen. I love you forever. Uh, Buansamdi. Like, look at all these cool characters that have spun out of that that are now part of our lore. And like, the Shadowlands is no different. Like, we've gotten these incredible characters. Some of which we've seen before. Some of which we've never encountered. And like, the the experiences that they're bringing with, I feel a lot of people either you know people that don't enjoy the story or lore. Overlook it because they're like, well, this is poor storytelling. I'm like, I don't think you and I are playing the same expansion. And forgive me for saying this, but to me, it feels like the. It's going to sound like a little bit of a stretch, but it's like Diablo Immortal. Like me sitting here looking at Diablo Immortal, everyone's like, oh, this game is going to be terrible. It's on mobile. I'm like first, the game isn't even out. You've never even played it. You are belly aching for a game and IP. You are getting story and lore for a game. Like, for an IP that you love. Uh, And I guess in in some aspects that bothers me a little bit when people take that kind of stuff for granted. Um, Because it's like, yeah, you know, like, Starcraft, I'm looking at Starcraft, I'm like, poor Starcraft hasn't had love for so long. And, like, the people in, I don't mean to demean Diablo fans, because I understand they were disappointed about Immortal, but it's like, they also are getting Diablo 4, so, like, this... This small little segue from Immortal to Diablo Form, I'm like, you guys are getting like new story and lore and content. Like, isn't that exciting? And I kind of feel that same way about Shadowlands where people are like, oh, well, I don't like where the story's going. I'm like, but you guys are, th- there's content. They are fleshing out this world that we love and care about. They're making new characters. They are giving us little pockets to explore and cherish. Uh, and I think that's something that we lose sight of a lot as players that just, that kind of I don't know, t- to me that kind of strikes home on a very personal note, because like, years from now, I'll go back, uh, maybe I'll be leveling another character uh, and once I go back to a zone like Rivendreth, I can, I can see these characters again, right? Like, I'll be like, oh, I remember, you know um uh, the the mad duke like it. theotar like i remember theotar like man i missed him so like i don't know i feel as again like as players uh sometimes we don't appreciate what we have in the moment and it it, it kind of bothers me because then like it, it almost takes more than one iteration for some people to realize the cool experiences that have been made for us uh in the present so i don't know long story short is i very much hope that some people that have take issue with either some of the direction of the story or lore uh at some point if they ever decide to replay any of the zones they go into uh can just enjoy it after it's no longer like the current iteration if that makes any sense
0: <laughs> no it doesn't and, and i mean you see that often um I think mists is yeah. often cited as, as that. That's personally my, I remember liking mists at the time when everybody was slagging it. And now everybody looks back like, Oh no, mists was really good. You're
1: like, Oh, mists um, was the renaissance of world of war. And you're like, I, I, guys hated mists back in the day. Like don't even throw shade. Sorry.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, no, it's no, I think part of the problem too, is that we're, we're preaching a little bit to the choir. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, would, I would expect that anybody that is complaining about the story isn't listening to a podcast that builds itself as a story and lore podcast?
1: That's probably true. Or <laughs> they are just like, yeah, mm, these guys, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, well, maybe oh. not, but I like to hope that well, I
0: do. Yeah. Let, let's go ahead and, and wrap it up there because I think we've been going for long enough here. This is true. Um, so, yeah. So before we, we wrap up, though, we do just want to say that um, we are going to have to stop streaming on Twitch. Yes. Uh, the, the shows, we've done that. We've had a few people coming out, hanging out in the chat rooms. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out, and we're gonna miss Very you guys much. with your your uh, your live feedback in real time because uh, we did appreciate that. But uh, unfortunately, due to real life circumstances, we uh, that's not really gonna be feasible going forward. Mm. So maybe someday we'll be back, but uh, and if we are, you know, follow us on Twitter. But uh, for now, we are just gonna be, you just have to download and listen like everybody else.
1: Which, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay that'll, that'll, though
0: it'll 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 work itself out
1: i mean like katie's um, like oh no how terrible you could like send us
0: mail tr- oh don't yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the mail offline yeah yeah,
1: oh, yeah okay <laughs> you're right
0: oops yeah, if you if you follow me on twitter you'll know something happened with the mail but uh yeah anyway yeah. i might as well say it now that it's like guns. You. No, i i stopped checking the mail account <gasps> for
1: like two Nick! How actually we did
0: I, we did get a message i, I think i told know. you we got it
1: you told actually, me yeah, well,
0: you, you did yeah let's let's address that real quick Wait, really okay let's
1: do it i'm so excited
0: yeah give me a moment to pull that up because again i I don't have the mail in front of me here give me one
1: see clearly we just need to encourage more people to send in notes right i'm thinking of a certain friend of mine who said he was gonna send in a note and then he did it
0: okay so this is from october 21st so i apologize this is from cpt grinner um he said, "I had an inquiry. I've played WoW for too many years to count, starting in Vanilla and forming my own headcanon to various characters I've created over the years. Most of my Vanilla being a very casual experience. Moving on to BC, I had a main Forsaken Warlock, which I rated with pretty hardcore oh, Forsaken. Being, being is that I followed the storyline per se with my lock. It was easy to create headcanon in this place in the story, etc. Moving on to Wrath of the Lich King, where my PVP journey began. My best friend had rerolled a Paladins Alliance as a Draenei, so I followed with a Draenei DK. Ever since, I've not played any PVE content." Besides so questing to level or daily, hmm. I found it quite difficult to create headcanon, put my characters into the wild lore in a way that makes sense, being is that, in my opinion, the arena itself doesn't make a lot of sense lore wise. I've created hmm. some fun headcanon, but I was interested to in know if either of you ever had an arena main and tried to fit it into the lore in a way that made sense. I look forward to more binge listening on my delivery routes and hope <laughs> hopefully start catching you all live. Well, apologies about catching us live. Um so I hope weird. you're still listening since October. I know. Uh, oh my gosh, I feel I terrible. apologize for for not getting to this uh the message earlier. Um I've never really done arena. I've not much of a PVP or I've done the handful of those quests when required by uh certain achievements um or legendaries to get or whatever, but yeah, I really don't touch as much PVP as I'd like to.
1: So I no, can like... actually talk to this because I've done some arena stuff. Uh not that anyone is necessarily particularly interested in my headcanons. Um, what I love about the Warcraft world in general is that, and I know we talk about this all the time, but it is is a massive shade of gray. Like, it's not cut and dry like a lot of universes. Like, I feel like Final Fantasy, for example, is more cut and dry like, with who's good and who's bad. And to some extent, I'm sure you could divide that up. But... What's interesting about the arenas and like if you're talking about either the opposing faction or people in the same faction, there's they give you a lot of room to kind of play around with. Like, you know, if you're doing like a, a world arena, right, where you go to like, um, uh, not, um, uh, not Sangramar, the, the the jungle in the south, with the giant arena, the Garibashi. Stranglethorn? Arena. Stranglethorn. Thank you. Wow. It has been a night, you guys um obviously we're recording fairly late at night um but like okay so you say that you like my my character has come across uh the the gerbashi arena which was featured in hearthstone uh in stranglethorn right it's like maybe your adventure is like yeah this is how like i earn my my cash or my money i maybe i'm a an ex blood bloodsail buccaneer like you know there's a lot of fun ways you can play with it or like the the arenas in general it's like oh yeah we're going versus the alliance like I feel like there's a lot of fun ways you can play with it. Um, I've definitely rolled a goblin... Cha- I mean, everyone's a great surprise. I've rolled a goblin character, uh, and one of his main deals was, like, he was kind of uh, one of the betters on the side, so he'd be like, yeah, yeah, like, I could take money on the next, you know, the next fight. Like, who's gonna win? Um, and so, you know, you could even... If it's, like, a horde versus horde where you have... Um, uh, it, most of them, I, as far as I recall, are horde versus alliance, but if you do have horde versus horde ones, uh, it's like, oh yeah, like it could be either, you know, two factions or like, oh yeah, like I don't want to say two factions, but uh, I guess how to explain it's like, yeah, we're settling a dispute about something and we're going to pick our our best champions or like, you know, clans or especially with goblins, like cartels like, oh yeah, I've got to hire these thugs and they're going to beat you up because you suck. Uh, (laughs) um, But some of the ones where it's like the horde versus alliance like the normal arenas uh you know i think it's or even like the battlegrounds right like some of those you can either be like yes that was an actual battle that took place or an actual struggle or you can be like yeah maybe there's still contentions like we've seen in the world of warcraft contentions happen all the time it's like maybe a a large party of alliance versus a large party of horde came across each other and somebody insulted somebody else's mom and here we are um But as far as uh, characters, I've had a few just because it's a really interesting way to engage with a world that isn't part of the narrative as they always display it. Um, But I feel like it leaves a lot of options open for like, yeah, are we in a war right now? Like, I think especially with Teldrassil, like some of the tensions they've introduced with BFA, there's a lot of um, contentions you can put like, yeah, like maybe these are. Either like war parties uh on the alliance or the horde, but like haven't gotten the messages yet that, you know, oh by the way, uh we all picked up uh, <laughs> our our banners and we moved over to Zangramar, or not Zangramar, uh Zuldazar and um uh Kulturas, right? Like the world is so vast and people are separated, and I know there's magic, but some of it's like Let's let's roll with the idea that they're separated enough that they don't get word quickly, you know, so uh, depending on how you want to play these things or like remote parts of the world or, you know, may, maybe it is like a goblin cartel ring where they're like, yeah, we're going to throw these alliance mercenaries in with these horde mercenaries and we're going to take bets. Because I kind of think of like the Brawler's Guild where they have uh, all the, the, the patrons sitting around taking bets on who's going to win what. So uh, that was a very long explanation, and I apologize. But I get very excited thinking about like alternate stories or how, how especially. I mean, every, all long-term listeners know I get excited about like thinking about in-game mechanics and how I can relate them to lore potentially. Or you know, I'm like, no, this is definitely a mechanic, and this probably isn't lore. But uh, arenas are a great, a great example of very a lot of potential for story, and I, I think that's kind of what they did with the Brawlers Guild, even though it's more like. Uh, A player versus an NPC, but, like, they they very much made that uh, kind of a storytelling mechanic in its own way with fleshing out NPCs sitting on the side that you can talk to and they have, like, little mini stories or, like, the quests that you can do through the Brawler's Guild. Uh, And uh, the Dalaran sewers, actually, are kind of similar to that as well. So, uh, (laughs) I hope that kind of answered your question in a super long roundabout way. So... Uh, yeah, I think um, I definitely... I Now I want to go play my goblin characters. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go take some bets. Like, yeah, I think this person's gonna die. That Dronai, I don't think they're gonna make it. And the Dronai makes it and he's like, Well, just kidding. I'm just gonna scoot on out of here, out of the sewers. Hopefully no one notices me sneaking out the back. So that I just wiped the floor with the guy I was betting on. So. Oh. But yeah, if you have more questions about, like, uh, lore or story for your characters or, I mean, this goes for anyone if you're like, oh, you know, I could, you know, I could use a, a, an idea to I love talking about that stuff so, and I would love to hear it as well, so excuse me for, for saying that, like if you have lore or ca- canon for any of your characters, I love hearing about that, so please please, if you would like to reach out or write me your character's complete history and story, I would be absolutely delighted to read it, so please do that Thank you for sharing your characters with us also.
0: And thank you again to CPT Grinner for the email.
1: That was a super, I'm so sorry. That was so long. That was such a monologue, but I got so excited. No, it's fine. That's
0: well, no, such a it's, cool I'm glad thing. you answered it because it's been s- sitting there now for like,
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. C-T- like- CTP Grinner. I'm so sorry. That took me so long to uh, get back to you, but uh, also like, yay, Forsaken and Drawn Eye. Yes. I feel
0: like they're underrepresented sometimes. All right. So let's let's go ahead and wrap it up now here. This has been the Torn and the Goblin number one thirty-eight. Thank you to Jarrett for producing. Thank you to Barr for editing. Thank you uh again to CPT Grinner for uh the email. And thank you, everyone at home, for downloading and listening. We are at Torn Goblin on Twitter, also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash mash those buttons, also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Katie, where can people find you?
1: As always, you can find me at HyruleMaster77 on Twitter. Finger guns that nobody can see.
0: And I am at WikiBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, talking about the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, Currently, we're working through loyalty quests on Mass Effect 2. Join the mash those buttons community at discord at mash.gg slash discord and email us your thoughts or questions at torn goblin at mash.gg and we'll answer them in about two or three months. If you enjoyed this episode, like to help us out. We'll if you eventually. enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon-exclusive content. Also, for those in the chat room, please consider a Twitch subscription if you can. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg. Slash support And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. The opinions expressed on this show are the express opinions of the host and are not representative of Blizzard Entertainment. All places, names, and character names from World of Warcraft are used in are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or tra- trademark infringement is intended. Jazz hands. For Katie, I'm Nick. Ancestors watch over you.
1: Time is split souls and records. Reconciliation, I can't speak Time is reconciling with yourself when you have a soul of friends
0: Time is mumbling,
1: friends You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna fight you at the end